Hi, I'm Andrea Tallison, an anti-diet intermittent fasting coach, and this is the Intuitively Intermittent Podcast. My mission is to provide women who want the health benefits of intermittent fasting with the community, resources, and coaching they need to not feel stuck on yet another diet. This podcast is one of those resources. Please be sure to seek out medical advice from a doctor or healthcare provider, as this podcast is intended for educational purposes only. Thank you for being here. Now, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Andrea here. And I think this is going to end up being... A somewhat shorter episode. We'll see how it all plays out here. Uh, I've found myself thinking about, so we've talked on the podcast previously about this notion of diet culture, or I know it's come up anyway. Um, and I think that it was in the interview with Elizabeth Hall, we talked about how, um, you know, it's the beliefs, the thoughts and the behaviors uh, and all of the, all of those stuff put together. Um, and I had an experience a couple weeks ago where I started to wonder if I've been falling into the trap of what I'll say is maybe anti-diet culture. And I'm still wrestling with this and what it might mean for me and how it's factoring in, but I wanted to give you some insights on where it came up for me. Um, So I've talked previously in the podcast about how I often will open my window for the day based on the impact it's going to have on my peace of mind. Uh, And so like there's some days where I'll be working, um, which I'm still in a work work from home kind of place because of the COVID-19 pandemic stuff. And, um, and, but this was true for me when I was in the office too, honestly, but um, so I'll, I'll find my thoughts returning to food frequently, right? Like I know there's been in, in the fasting community, I've heard, you know, that a lot of times if your hunger goes away in a matter of a few minutes, that it wasn't really hungry, you weren't really hungry. Um, and, and I know that I found that to be the case for myself. Um, so when I'm making decisions about when I'm going to open my eating window for the day because I don't have like a set time and I'm not tracking my fast explicitly anymore. When I'm trying to decide if I'm going to open my window for the day, I'll evaluate my peace of mind. And if I find myself returning to food over and over, my thoughts returning to food, that's, um, that's not a peaceful place for me to be in. And so I may end up deciding to open my window at that point. And I've I've tried recently making sure that I'm drinking more water and um you know cuz I I definitely know that I haven't um I have a tendency to probably not drink as much water as I should. And so anyway, where am I going with this? <laughs> um so 
I will often, I think I end up breaking my fast maybe earlier than I otherwise could. Like I'm sure I could push through and all these things that when we're talking about like pushing through and, um, you know, hunger is not an emergency was something that was a mantra from the last diet I was in. And while there's some truth in that, it also, I feel like is, it's unhelpful especially now that I'm trying to really tune into my body and listen to myself and regain some of that trust that the years of dieting have robbed from me. So, um, you know, I've been trying to drink more water, make sure I'm fully hydrated, um, which I'm not doing so good at lately. But um, one of the things that occurred to me, and it was just a couple weeks ago, was the anxiety I was having around when I was going to open my window was sometimes related to the messages from the anti-diet or the non-dieting community. So let me give you an example. If I, if I stop eating um, dinner at, you know, seven or eight at night and it's 10 o'clock, let's say the next morning, that's, you know, 14 hours. And there are certainly people who've never fasted who would go, oh my God, it's been 14 hours. Of course you're hungry. Like, yeah, you're hungry. You should eat. Um, and, and I feel like for people who haven't ever fasted, the notion that you wouldn't need to eat at 14 hours after not eating, like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, of course, why wouldn't you eat? But I was finding that sometimes the anxiety I was feeling around whether I should open my window was listening to those voices, right? Like, even though no one is having that active conversation with me, I was finding myself thinking, well, of course I'm hungry. Yes, I need to eat. Like, I was buying into this this stuff and not always taking into account the fact that, no, I actually, I do feel really good. Like, I still, I still... Like, my body isn't telling me I'm hungry. This is my mind telling me that I should eat because, of course, I'm hungry. Um, and I, I'm not I'm not 100% sure of what all those messages are yet that I've been potentially listening to. But the interesting thing that happened for me is once I had that realization that, um, like, it is okay for me to feel good after, you know, yes, it's been 14 hours, but it's okay for me to feel good. And I can tune into that and I can listen to that and I can choose not to eat. Even if the people who have never fasted wouldn't understand it, um, I can listen to my body and say, yes, I feel really good right now and I'm going to choose not to eat. And as soon as I had that realization, um, it was interesting because for the next handful of days, I found myself fasting for a bit longer. Like I'm not talking hours and hours, but like, I, I feel like since I had that realization that that was influencing when I was breaking my fast, I've probably had more, you know, 16, maybe even 18 hour fasts, um, since that time. Um, again, I'm not tracking it, so it's really hard to say exactly how my fasting has changed, but I, I do know that that realization has had an impact on how I'm approaching the breaking of my fast. So the lesson here um, for you potentially is to tune into the the messages that you have um, 
when you when you first break your fast in the morning and you know besides needing to be mindful of making sure that you're not pushing past hunger and buying into this you know turning the IF stuff into a diet um, and pushing past the point where you really should eat just so you can get to some you know arbitrary length of fast the flip side is don't be afraid to say and acknowledge to yourself that you actually feel good and that it is okay to be fasting. It's your body. You can do it if you want to. And if you're listening to your body and truly feeling good, then no one, no one can tell you that that's wrong. Um, but you have to be honest with yourself and try to try to listen to what your body is telling you. So I hope some of these ramblings were helpful. Um, if you heard some background noise, I'm recording in my car this morning. Um, and I, yeah, I hope, I hope this was helpful. Let me know your thoughts in the Facebook group. And uh, as always, reach out if you have any uh, questions or comments. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thanks again for listening to the Intuitively Intermittent Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you may be wondering what happens next. Whenever you are ready, here are three additional ways I can support you. First, head over to the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group. It's made up of people just like you and is a safe space in which to find support and ask questions. Second, the group coaching program based upon my Freedom for Life framework starts up several times a year. The best place to stay informed about that will be in the Facebook group as well. Please share your interest and your email address in the entry questions for the group. Lastly, I do work with a limited number of one-on-one -on -one coaching clients. If you resonate with me and my message and want to see if working together is a good fit, please send an email to hello at thiswellseasonedlife.com and I'll reach out to you to set up a time to talk. Enjoy the rest of your day, and remember, your value as a person cannot be measured in inches and pounds.